0: Hi, it's Neil Johnson and welcome to today's 2020 podcast. Remember, you can hear 2020 from 10am weekdays, that's Australian Eastern Standard Time, on the Vision Radio Network. As part of Marriage Week this week, we're exploring the marriage relationship and its ups and downs. When it comes to finding resources to help strengthen the marriage relationship or to hear advice from couples who've been through the same struggles that maybe you have, you can't go past Focus on the Family. Deb Sorensen is in charge of counseling content and media at Focus on the Family Australia and she joins us to delve into the marriage relationship and how to ensure that it remains strong but also on how to deal with the struggles of a blended family. Matt Gies asked her firstly to outline some of her background and what makes her so qualified to speak on marriage relationships.
1: Well my background is actually quite varied I've done a degree in behavioral science uh majoring in psychology then did family therapy uh postgrad studies and have oh nearly a couple of decades of experience now with with counseling I've also been a pastor in a uniting church for 5 years that certainly added to my um, breadth of experience in working with families. And, of course, I've been married myself and have my own family. In fact, we're a blended family, and we've got seven kids between us from age 35 down to 18 now, and uh, three grandchildren and one more on the way. Wow. Mm.
2: Certainly an impressive uh, pedigree there, Dev. And it's quite interesting to see just in that small nutshell or some of the experiences that you're able to then relate to in other people.
1: Yeah helps I think book knowledge certainly helps in reading you know up on latest research but there's nothing like real life experience either you know directly yourself or your friends and family and, and learning from that and certainly having been through divorce I, you know I understand the pain and the mess uh, and the recovery uh, process. Required not just for myself, but also my children.
2: Well, Deb, let's start with looking at the marriage relationship itself. There's been a lot of people who have commented on and uh, commented about marriage, what it is, what it should be, and how it all works. One of the things that Marriage Week wants to celebrate is that marriage is between a man and a woman. What would you say is the strongest case for this? Because one of the cases that we hear quite often is that it's all about children. And I don't know whether that's really the case that is the strongest argument.
1: Well, it certainly is a strong argument. And as Christians, we would refer back to the Bible too and what it says in the Bible. Uh, Stepping beyond that, just what we know from experience and from research is that marriage is actually good for us uh, in that it is good for us. Physically, those that are married have better health, and I'm talking in general here. They do better financially, have better mental health, and report being happier. We also know that uh, it's a stabilising force too in society, that those societies that are strong, uh, economically strong and socially um, you know, have good welfare systems, and all that. it's all anchored around the the marriage between a, a husband and a wife and the children.
2: Well, Deb, as you said before, you know, you have a blended family yourself. That mm-hmm. means that uh, you've been through that pain of divorce. You've been yeah. remarried. Yeah. What uh, What sort of experiences can you bring from? From that, what sort of things really cement to you the importance of the marriage relationship?
1: Oh, look, when you've gone through a failure, there's <laughs> it's, it's a pretty strong motivator to make the next one work because while you're in a, a really messy relationship, it can seem that divorce is the easy answer and it never, ever is. Um, it's always painful, always has a huge cost associated with it and long-term even lifetime consequences for the children uh, children of divorce are more likely to have you know mental health problems and broken relationships themselves in the future and of course you know they go through a whole heap of grieving uh, as well as yourself uh, so, so that side of things is really complicated and then of course when you step into a new relationship it's you're not starting with a blank slate you're bringing all of this stuff from your past relationship even if you don't want to or you don't think you are, you are, Uh, and it's amazing, you know, the little triggers that start to go off um, that remind you of of past mistakes or what have you. And in fact, the stats aren't very good for second marriages. Um, More second marriages fail than first marriages And I think that is because there are those extra issues uh, around, you know, things that we bring in, ongoing relationships with the ex, particularly when children are involved. And then, of course, you're getting married often with children and stepchildren, and that just causes all sorts of interesting situations.
2: Now, you yourself have been there and done that. So what was it like for you going through that pain? Now, I believe that your first marriage, one of the things that you look at from that perspective is that both you and your husband, who has also been previously married, weren't Christian at the time. What does that bring into the marriage relationship, your faith in God?
1: Uh, for both of us, it, it meant a huge shift uh, in the way that we thought about marriage. And uh, even though you know we were both totally committed, 100% committed to our first um, marriages, uh, <sighs> I guess when we became Christian, there was that extra element of thinking, hey, God has has sanctioned this union and we need to do whatever we have to do to make it work uh, for ourselves and for our, our children and so we can stand before God and, and say that we did that. So it, it did bring an extra element to us. And it, that might sound like it's a bit of a fear element, but for, uh, it was also, there was a holiness I suppose Uh, when we were married and we didn't exchange rings actually we exchanged crosses because our faith was so new and fresh and we really wanted to um, just be reminded each day that there was the third person involved in our relationship we didn't want to move away from that uh, and And so we, yeah, exchanged the the crosses and we have those that we wear every day. So yeah, it it did bring that extra element. And as soon as we were married, because I could, can I tell you, I didn't want to get married again. I'd been a wife and it had been a disaster. Uh, and to be honest, I married out of obedience. Uh, but we were both really blessed from that moment we were married. There was, I, I can't put it into words, but it was, something holy and deep and special, and I've got to tell you we're just more and more in love, um, you know ten years down the track it's 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 a wonderful thing.
2: And it can't also be easy either, having to uh, deal with those past broken relationships oh, no. and then seeing how that affects your current relationship.
1: oh and and dealing with exes and and the children too, because in a first marriage, the children want mum and dad um to be together. And often in a second marriage, and this wasn't so much our experience, but often in a second marriage, the children really don't want the new couple together. You know, there's some, at some level, they would much rather mum and dad be back together. So it goes against the grain, if you like, and what they would naturally desire. But for for us, I, we made a commitment because we'd both done psychology and studied counselling. I guess we'd we we were aware of the challenges that were facing our kids. So we made a commitment that we wouldn't force our kids into a relationship uh, with the step parent. So we wanted it to grow naturally and not have too many expectations around how it might evolve. And so we went in very gently. We allowed our children to call the. Um, the other, by their first name, so Chris's kids called me Deb and and vice versa. We didn't place any expectation that they'd call me mum, you know, that I wasn't going to be stepping in and replacing mum. They had a mum uh, and that it was going to be more dad would be the authority when they were in the home and I would be there. Sure, I could, you know, say stuff, uh, but we just went really, really gently and it worked for us. I'm going to say there are things that happen that sort of go against the grain. I found myself giving my my own children lots of leeway when, say, they left a mess. You know, they left dirty dishes on the bench or what have you. I'd kind of like shrug it off and say, "Oh well, you know, they were distracted or they're busy or what have you." And then when the stepchildren came and stayed, and I love them dearly, uh, but they started leaving dishes around. I kept I had these thoughts that would spring up like huh what am I a slave you know like, where's the respect and I didn't want to feel like that and I really had to take note of what I was feeling and just think ah I've just got to be aware of that and make sure I'm not treating them differently to my children lots of people that I've counselled that are in blended families experience the same sort of thing. Um, So even though we don't want to do that, we sometimes just fall naturally into that. And so
2: we've got to be aware of it. Deb, there's a few more things that we can look at for that. And I'll uh, pause here for a moment as uh, we take a break and come back with you and discuss some more of these uh, nuances surrounding blended families and relationships shortly.
0: You're listening to the 2020 Podcasts from the Vision Radio Network. Deb Sorensen is our guest on today's 2020 Podcast as we focus on Marriage Week. Deb is qualified as a family counsellor and behavioural scientist, but she's also part of the team at Focus on the Family Australia. Deb's been discussing with Matt G's some of the day-to-day struggles of the marriage relationship and especially dealing with blended families. Matt continues their discussion by asking how a couple in in blended families, overcome some of the negative thoughts that can creep in over the behaviour of stepchildren.
1: I think it takes work, it takes effort and it takes awareness, I think, first. You know, just to be aware of what's going on and how you're reacting and, and know that it's normal and it's okay, and it's going to take time and be patient with yourself and patient with each other and talk you know uh, if, if something's really irritating you, make some time to talk about it and, and really sort out what's the actual issue, what's going on here? Is it something from the previous marriage that's really irking you? Uh, and this is where counseling can be really, really helpful because often we don't know there's you know stuff that just goes on at a sort of a subconscious level. Uh, and counselling can, good counselling can actually help you get that, you know, get to the root of what the issues really are, and give you some practical advice. Either a professional counsellor, even other, you know, older, wiser couples, perhaps that uh, you might know in your church or your community, talk to them, get that advice. But, uh, but don't try and do it on your own if you're really, really struggling.
2: I remember, someone once told me when my wife and I got married that. Never be afraid to ask for help, and especially if that is marriage guidance counselling, because it's not just for couples that are having issues or problems, that right. sometimes it's too late by then.
1: Yes, yeah, and because we all deal with conflict. I mean, two people living together, it, it's inevitable, and in fact, it's a healthy, healthy sign – The difference is how we learn to deal with the conflict. And we can learn. Uh, We're not necessarily born with those skills, unfortunately, but there are things that we can learn, and we learn them from each other or grab a good book or listen to a Focus on the Family broadcast or two, Uh, and we can learn those skills. And and the more we put them into practice, the more they become automatic and the healthier your marriage can be.
2: Now, Deb, you also are a big advocate for finding ways to encourage couples. And you've already mentioned yeah, your work will focus on the family. I guess that comes into play there, the work that they do in trying to make sure that couples have the tools to equip themselves. Yeah. What would you say would be First and foremost, the best piece of advice that you could give a married couple about keeping their relationship strong?
1: Be intentional. Often, oh, just the stress of every day. You know, we've got work and we've got kids and timetables and bills and mortgages and it can get really stressful and we end up, the only time we see each other is when we collapse into bed at night. Look, be intentional about your marriage, remember the days that you were dating and spend time together be each other's mate still and that does take work it does take being intentional and marking it into your diary one thing I, I heard somewhere and I've never actually I don't know a couple that actually does this but it's it's great advice anyway three meetings you need to have in a week if you like the first one is, Practical stuff. Who's going to be driving the kids to soccer, and who's going to be picking them up from school, and you know, just working out your diaries, coordinating that kind of thing. So you need to get that clear each week. The second meeting is just touching base with one another. Look, is there any any problem here? You know, how are you doing? Is there something that we need to talk about or work through? So it's it's a problem solving get together. And the third one is, and this is the best one of all getting together and just enjoying each other's company, having fun together. Whether it's watching your favourite TV show together when the kids have gone to bed or having a cup of coffee together when you first get home from work. But whatever it is, build it into the daily, weekly fabric of your time together, um, having that fun. And then maybe once a month, uh, have a date. Just go and do something fun and different and just reconnect on that that friend-to-friend basis and enjoy each other, uh, which is easier said than done, I know, but absolutely worth it.
2: I was just going to say, yeah, easier said than done, especially when you've got little kids. Like I, I know from my yeah. personal experience, my wife and I struggle sometimes to find that time other than just sitting on the couch, collapsed, and just, uh, the end of another day. Mm. The whole concept of trying to find a babysitter, trying to... Uh, plan something you know, weeks in advance to actually get out and do something, it, it yeah. nearly doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. and and for many people it doesn't happen because it just all seems too hard. But I'd really encourage you to actually do it and be creative too because there might be some nights that, hey, or some weeks or months it's impossible to get a babysitter for whatever reason, mum or grandma's sick. Um, you could organise a, you know, a bottle of wine and a, a good movie or um, rent or buy a, a classical CD and turn the lights down low and, and um, learn some ballroom dancing and, you know, have a little dance in your bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> Get creative. You know, have a picnic out in the backyard or in your lounge room or uh, just sit out in the car and know we've got these good ideas on our um Date night CD. Actually, I think one couple got out in the car, and I'm not sure whether they took out a DVD and pretended they were at the drive-in. I'm not sure, but <laughs> you know, it's that whole thing about just getting creative and and making sure that you're you're spending that time together. Focus on the family have produced this date night challenge. Three dates in three weeks. It's on a CD. ROM. It's got a little video clip and hints and all sorts and it's only $3.95. We've made it available for National Marriage Week.
0: Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.